What's your name and what's your game? My name is Joe Van Zeeple. I'm with Righteous Hammer Games, and our game is Solitarica. Uh, does that involve Solitaire at all? Uh, congratulations. Yes, it does. <laughs> Solitarica is a battle RPG based around Solitaire. Uh, we have a roguelike progression where you clear cards on a Solitaire board and gather energy to use spells that help you clear cards and thwart the enemy you're fighting against. Okay. Um, so, is it a traditional card deck? Or? Uh, yes, we're still using Ace to King cards, the 13 there, but uh, we've imbued each card with some energy. So you've got your classic RPG uh, categories like attack, defense, agility, and willpower. So attack cards have spells that are more focused on clearing a card attacking a card or clearing a whole bunch of cards. Uh, defensive uh, energy helps you gain armor, uh, stun your enemy, sort of a I'm huddling back and I'm being defensive. Agility is more about speed and, and vision, so you can peek at cards, uh, you can get one turn ahead of the enemy with uh, agility, and willpower is more uh, priest and mage focused stuff. So when you spend your willpower energy, you're healing yourself, you're casting arcane missiles. You're doing the really cool wizard stuff. Cool wizard stuff. Uh, so what dictates what shows up in the deck? Like, how are those energies kind of balanced, or how, how do they how do they come up? Uh, so what we do is each enemy has kind of a basic set of abilities that they can use. Uh, every time you draw a card out of your own deck, that gives the enemy a chance to use one of his abilities or spells on you. A lot of time he's attacking you, trying to take down your hit points, but other times he can be randomizing the cards in front of you. So he starts with a basic set of about 20 different abilities, and as you get further into the game, there are some keywords that we start adding to him. So he may be uh, a gremlin, this is normal deck, but then he's a gremlin, a gremlin caveman. So the caveman will add some cards that are more about like throwing rocks, and some heavy hitting spells, but Caveman's not very smart, so occasionally one of his randomly shuffled in abilities will stumble, or what we call stupid. He'll give you free energy because he made a mistake. And we add more and more of these keywords as you get further and further into uh, the 18-step journey to castle stuff. So by Obviously the- we might have multiple. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Uh, towards the end, you'll probably fight enemies like the uh, the ice multiplying coin swarm warrior. That's one that I think I hit last night. So he's got, in addition to his basic 20, he's got about 20 other ones from all these different keywords shuffled in. So it's really a different experience every time you're playing through. Okay, and so the different energies that come up from the deck. Yeah. So is that a combination of the skills that you select and the skills that the monster has and that's how you decide like of the solitaire deck like this is why there's more blue cards than red cards or is it kind of a constant thing uh it's it's that's how our meta progression works so we're a very difficult game especially as you get towards the end so when you when your heart breaks when the enemy takes down all your hit points we award you with a little bit of wild stone and so that wild stone is how you uh, upgrade existing decks or what you're getting at get new decks unlocked. So the basic warrior deck is stacked with offense and defense cards. So he's got a lot of energy coming in on the offense and defensive end. So he's going to be very heavy on armor and attacks. 
Yeah. It'll be easier to do your offensive skills. Yes, exactly. So if you play a warrior, you should probably have multiple or a higher yeah. cost uh, yeah. uh, attack skill. Yes, when I'm playing warrior, I tend to always have two uh, different attack spells at my disposal. So when you unlock other decks, like we have Wizard, he's stacked with uh, offensive cards, and he's also stacked with willpower cards. So he's a bit of a glass cannon. He, he's going to very rarely have enough energy to uh, cast anything defensive, but he's going to have lots of arcane missiles, lots of healing spells, and lots of uh, normal attack. Where somebody like Monk, who is agility and defense, he's going to have a lot of stuns and a lot of armor spells that he'll be able to use. Okay, and so like every game kind of has the, does it have the same RNG as far as the solitaire mechanic, like, because it seems like it's always going to be the same solitaire game, but then the energies are going to change, yeah. and that's where the individual updates are going to be. Yeah, we're, we're still, uh, you know, some of the earlier enemies only have, you know, somewhere between 15 to 30 cards to clear, and then towards the end, you've got enemies who have 70, 80 cards in front of them, and it's, those are longer matches, but... You know, you've got more energy coming in because there's more cards on the board to clear. Okay, and are you generating all those cards when you start the fight, or are you generating them as the fight goes on based on parameters? We are as pure to solitaire as we could possibly be. We are shuffling as uh, mathematically true as we can, so we don't want to try and cheat anybody with any sort of behind-the-scenes AI. It's all just, it's just like solitaire. You know, the cards get shuffled, and sometimes you're great and you get 10 in a row and you're getting lots of coins from that. Other times, you're five cards in a row and nothing matches. And that's when you got to have a little bit of strategy on, I'm saving this defensive spell until I hit something dry. Okay, are you doing anything to um, either tell the player that or lie to the player? I mean, I've, I've, there's that famous thing where like, I think in Civilization, the percents are all increased by like 15% that are exposed to the player. Yeah. To just, even though it's eighty percent, it says seventy. Yeah. To make you feel like it's <laughs> it's more in line with that. Are you doing anything like that to modify it, or is it just like? Nope. We are straight just, random. It's, it's straight. It's straight random. You know, we um, we just shuffle cards, and we're letting that drive you know the difficulty on on our uh, on our progression. And we try and try and stack enough of the uh, the, the spells and balance everything well enough so that. You do have an edge over the, the, the randomness of shuffling every every once in a while. And you might be able to prepare for that, like like it, the random like when I was playing the wild card spell uh, was super useful and I would save it for when I had a lineup of cards that could go together but nothing with the card I currently have. Yeah. Um, have you uh, tried experimenting or like at any point did you do the three draw solitaire? Yeah, we've tried a few different approaches. You know, we had, uh, right now we're totally turn-based. Uh, we tried a couple times seeing if we could make kind of a speed solitaire happen. And it was just not quite the play style we were going for. And we've, we've kind of spitballed a few ideas and a few different, uh, we have a few different things in the works on where to expand the game and where to go from here. And I mean, given you have the modifier, like the way you're stacking modifiers on the monsters, Totally yeah. conceivably have a three draw yeah. monster or boss that, that that affects things or affects the amount of stacks or yeah uh, we've you know we've got a lot of content updates kind of in the pipe we're adding more keywords more randomness more more enemies to fight and when you finally get to the emperor stuck at the end of the game 
he, he's a bit of a different fight. And I don't want to give too much away, but uh, people who've got to him say it's, it's a lot of fun to play. Yeah, it turns into freestyle, right? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> um, so, as, as doing the modifiers per monsters like a stack, is like, do you think that's made development a lot more flexible and kind of dynamic? Because you can it, just kind of keep really, on working it, on, on incremental things and they, it all goes together? No, that, you're exactly right. That's one thing that's really helped us during development was we, it gave us a, two things. It gave us constraints on, okay, if, if we're doing keywords, then we've got to kind of come up with something that kind of makes sense with keywords. And instead of having to spend months drawing new enemies and new content and going through a very slow iteration process, keywords are quick. You know, we can do new keywords in 15 minutes in our engine, and we can try it out. Does it feel good? Does it feel eh? And we can take a list of 200, whittle it down to three that we're really excited about and we want to release as a part of a content update. Okay. And speaking of engines, what's the game written in? Uh, so we're released on Steam. We currently have a 40% off for packs. Our normal price is $11.99 there. Uh, we just released iOS. We're a premium game at $3.99. How long is the sale going on for? The sale on packs is going on for another four or five days. Okay. And I mean, it's not going to be on sale when this is up. Or maybe not. <laughs> I could maybe time it. Yeah. <laughs> time it with the winter sale or uh, something. God, but I, I'm so used to making sure we say that here. <laughs> no, it's a good... It's a good thing to say. It's good that you have a, a tail. Because a lot yeah. of people like come into PAX and they have a Kickstarter, they have some sort of promotion that's like ending yeah. on the Monday and like uh, I don't have time to go on my phone I, and have yeah, PAX, so. We knew that. We wanted to make sure that our sale was, you know, at least a few days after PAX. Yeah. Um, so it's out on Steam on Windows and And iOS. We've got uh, Android in the plans for later this fall. Um, and what was the game? Uh, written in? Sorry. Oh, we're an Unreal 4 engine game, so... <laughs> you really needed all that... All that horsepower to make your solitaire yeah. game. Yeah. You know, Why'd you go with Unreal 4? Uh, they have great horsepower, but what really intrigued us about Unreal 4 is it's a very easy engine to work with. You know, a lot of people are intimidated by C++, but they make it very easy to work with. I'm not a programmer by, by trait, but I've learned programming in the last few years, and a large part of that is all the support that I've got from the community around the Unreal Engine. I would absolutely, uh, we want to do more more projects in the future on this engine for sure. So it's exposed, so it's C++ that's available with Unreal 4. What like level of C++ is it? A lot of the nasty C++ memory management, a lot of the really hard stuff that people complain about, uh, the Unreal Engine kind of buries that. You know, they, they surface what you really need to, to, to be faster at iterating on your code. And for us, uh, my partner and I, our background is, is in art. So they have this fundamentally awesome blueprint system. So we can rapidly iterate on animation, and it doesn't have to even worry about what the game code is doing. So that definitely uh, speeds up our iteration loop from a design standpoint. So uh, how are you finding working in 2D? That's always seems to be yeah. like all engines seem great we, to try and make a 2D game. It yeah. was like, you know, we, we first tried an isometric camera and a total tile system, and it just didn't it didn't click with us. We want so we're a full 3D camera. We've got our 2D graphics mapped on just quads, and it's we haven't had any problems with it. You know, depth sorting's been great. The engine seems really stable, and no no complaints on trying to make a 2D game in Unreal, yeah. Okay, that's cool. What kind of, what's their like UI tool set? 
the UI tool set's pretty cool. It's it's called UMG, and the, the, the thing they bring to the table is there's so many different screen sizes the engine needs to support. So UMG handles a lot of the making things narrow or wide depending on the size of the screen. So you're uh, almost like anchoring everything to the yeah, size of the screen. Exactly, so. anchoring to corners, uh, setting stuff to be a certain percentage as opposed to a fixed pixel width. So it's, it's really flexible. I've used a lot of UI tools in my career and UMG is, is the one that's been able to solve the most problems. Oh, I mean, that's, that's, that's good to hear. Um, so given you have a card-based game, yeah. have you done any card-based merchandise or anything like that for patch? Like, uh, are your business cards <laughs> playing cards that are themed around your game? Like, uh, We have just two people, and we absolutely wanted to do like a physical deck of cards. We wanted some really cool stuff to do that we just didn't have time for this this point around. But uh, the response has been great on Solitarica, and we're, we're looking forward to, uh, to supporting it in the time to come. We'd love to do some merchandise. I personally want to do a really sick deck of cards that people can buy on a website. Or, or would you want to do, like, do you have any plans to do, like, a board game at all? Yeah, a, a, lot of, a lot of the games that we're really excited to play that we want to make are, are based around uh, board games. You know, I think there's, there's a really great renaissance going on in the, in the board game world for the last five, five to ten years, and we're seeing that bleed into the, the digital game space. So we've got uh, we've got a couple of prototypes that we're that we're not ready to share with yet, but some of them are taking a lot of the great ideas that we've been seeing in uh, in board games that we want to start adding some elements of that into some cool digital games. And uh, the game name again? Solitarica. It was a, is that like a play on America? <laughs> That's what my wife says. She says Solitarica. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's more we just wanted the name of the game to sell it right away. So it's solitary, but then there's this little extra bit on top of it. What were the other little bits that were thrown around? Uh, other other game names? Or, yeah, uh, like the other game names. I assume they all had solitaire in the title. Yeah, we uh, we had uh, well, we had Masters of Solitaire. We had uh, Battle Solitaire was was a top contender until we realized that everyone assumes it's a it's a battle against somebody else game. I'd assume it's a Battlestar Galactica like. Oh, I would love to make that game. <laughs> maybe maybe in the future, and if we can get the uh, the IP, maybe we'll do a Battlestar Galactica Solitaire. So when's it coming out on Android? Uh, it's coming out on Android later this fall. What what breadth are you supporting? Uh, we're we're trying to support devices that have been released in the last uh, three to four years. You know, we're we're not a, we're not crazy with the rendering shaders we're using, so we're trying to keep it lightweight. But with the Android world, we as much as I'd love to support every device under the sun, there's only two of us, and we can only go so far. But we're hoping to support Android devices that are three, four, maybe maximum five years old. So an open sorry, an Unreal Three, the version, an option of. Uh, Selecting the level of graphics, like do you select the DirectX or yeah. DL? Do you get the option of both? Yes, yes, we do. So we have some tools in the engine to uh, to, to pare down some of the textures and reduce uh, sizes to fit and run on older older hardware. Okay, that's cool. Well, thanks for being on the question bus. Thanks. Yeah, I'm happy, man. Do you know what the next question always is? <laughs> I've forgotten right now. Do you have anything else you want to plug? Ah, yes. You can find us on Steam. 
Solitarica, and you can find us on the App Store for iOS. We're a $3.99 premium game, and we're coming to Android with the same idea. We'd, uh, we're a premium game, premium experience, and we don't want that to nickel uh, and die in many of our players. And do you have a personal Twitter? A what? A personal Twitter. Oh. My personal Twitter is at Skelezoid, uh, and my partner is at Mr. 13. Right. Both interesting names that we'll have to discuss on a future episode. Yeah. Well, we didn't want to give up our own personalities just to uh, sanitize any company message. So we're we're two guys in a garage. We love making some indie games, and we're going to be doing it for quite a while. You actually have a garage? Yes, we actually have a garage. Clint Vancouver, you're living. Vancouver, yeah. You know, park, park the car on the street. Clint has his office set up in the garage, and we meet there at least once a week. That's cool. Well, I hope you have a good rest of packs. Hey, thanks, man. I hope you do, too.